0: Hello everyone and welcome to my channel. Thank you so much for tuning in today and if you haven't subscribed already, please do so so that you can keep up with the latest updates. So today I'm going to talk about the side effects of being good at everything. The reason why I say side effects is because these are things that people don't always notice about people who seem to be good at everything. And sometimes the individual himself or herself may not realize that these other side effects actually exist within themselves and within their surroundings and their social relationships. Now, um, a lot of people think that there are only certain people who are good at everything, but I would like to redefine what I mean by being good at everything. What I mean is that People who always give their 100% to all the roles that they play in personal and professional life are the people who are always good at everything. They want to do everything, you know, by giving 100%. And if they, you know, aren't able to give their 100% to that role or to the thing that they're trying to accomplish, they often feel like they've lost or that really damages their identity or self-concept. So, um, there are some more characteristics that I would like to describe um, about these people who I say are often good at everything. One of the uh, characteristics is that they have a very strong internal locus of control. What this means is that they always think about how they can change things with what is in their control rather than focusing on what is outside of their control. And because of this, they are very accountable. They feel very responsible for everything that happens in their lives. And this can sometimes be quite daunting because they are carrying a lot of weight on their shoulders. And even though other people might not see this, because, you know, other people see them as people who are good at everything. So um, they do carry a lot of weight. And another thing, another characteristic I want to describe is that they always give more than what's necessary of them, you know, because that gives them this rush. It makes them feel like, wow, my life has a purpose. And people who are good at everything or seem to be <laughs> um, will often look like they're doing it very effortlessly. It looks like, oh, my God, they're just good at everything, you know. So um, <laughs> they, they they don't have to put so much effort because they're naturally good. Um <laughs> And I will be talking more about that in detail, about, you know, people thinking that you're naturally good at everything. The other thing, the other characteristic is that they always do more than they promise. And they always try their best to surpass people's expectations. And this leads to one of those side effects very strongly, because when people are born to, and they're told that, oh, you're so good at this, you're so good at that, you're naturally talented, you know, they often feel that that's what their identity is, and they really attach it to their self-concept, to their self-esteem, and that's why they always keep up, you know, even when things get really difficult, and some people see this as mental toughness, And mental toughness is a huge topic that we speak about, you know, in the sporting environment and the performance environment. And there are a lot of side effects of being mentally tough as well. And this is probably linked to that. Um, Now, moving on to the side effects. So one of the things that uh, people, you know, who are good at everything or who are mentally tough, one of the main side effects that they have is that, they always are seen as people who don't have any emotional or mental needs. Now, because they appear from the outside to be, you know, so perfect and so good at everything and so totally managing, (laughs) and they don't have a lot of breakdowns or they don't really complain about anything, you know, so other people around them may see them as people who don't have emotional needs or, Uh, people that, you know, that this person is so perfect and everything is so normal in their lives, what problems do they have? And that's how mentally tough people or people who are good at everything are seen as by a lot of people around them, even by people who are very close to them at times. Um, And I can give you an example of this. When I was um, a competitive judo athlete, I was really good and I was winning. You know, I had quite a good winning streak. Um, and once I was playing a competition and I was warming up and one of my friends came to me and started saying, oh, you must not be scared because, you know, you're you're a winner. You don't have to be nervous or scared for this competition. <laughs> and um, I mean, at that point, I really laughed about it. And I said, yeah, but it's still a competition, you know. I do still feel nervous and anxious and I'm trying to focus myself and that's why I'm warming up and focusing on what I need to do to manage that anxiety. And that's when I realised that people saw me as somebody who was just naturally able to do these things but not realising on the inside how much emotional and mental energy I was using to manage that anxiety or to be good at what I thought I was really good at, you know, and to prove myself. Because that gave me a rush, you know, when you get appreciation from other people for being good at something, you often feel this rush. And one of the theories of motivation called self determination theory, you know, talks about three concepts that motivate you. So one of those concepts is competence, how competent you are. One of them is autonomy, how much control you have over your life and over what you're doing. And the third is relatedness, which is how belonged you feel, you know, with a group of people. And people who are good at everything or are mentally tough are generally very strongly trying to um, kind of manifest these three things in their lives. So they're trying to show that they're competent to themselves they're trying to get appreciation from other people because you know um, they think they they will relate to or belong to these group of people, and they always feel like uh, they're quite autonomous. So they always feel like you know this is their responsibility. Their actions define their life. So they take all everything on themselves. You know to define what their destiny or what their journey is going to look like, and a lot of the times they struggle to express themselves, because a lot of the times if they tell people, oh, you know, I'm feeling anxious, or I'm nervous, it's really downplayed by other people, because (laughs) other people think, you know, that, oh, you're so good at everything, it must not be that, you might not be that anxious, (laughs) you know, you you shouldn't be that anxious, and it's almost like people who are mentally tough, or good at everything, um, they don't feel like, their problems are being heard or being accepted to the extent at which they feel it is. Um, And if you have such people around you, just make sure you're listening and you are really taking care of them because they do have emotional needs. They feel things just as much as others, maybe even more. But just because they don't show it to you to what extent that feeling is doesn't mean that they don't feel it. And I think we often describe people by what they have achieved. For example, whether they live in a big house, whether you know they earn good money or whether they look good, they feel good about themselves. And when we see all these things, we forget to see who they really are. We often see them um, and judge them or evaluate them based on what they have achieved or what they have accomplished. And I often tell my clients and even other people that you have to see people for who they are, not for what they have achieved or accomplished, because what they have achieved is in the past, what they have accomplished is in the past, the present moment is just about who they are. So one of the other side effects I want to talk about is that these people always uh, these people who are good at everything or mentally tough are always seen as um, people pleasers and or people who are you know um, <laughs> who are really just pushovers or you know just people pleasers in general and the thing is that they're not trying to please anyone they're just trying to sometimes you know avoid conflict. And because and they're trying to avoid conflict because they're seeing the bigger picture of everything around them. They, because they take so much responsibility for their actions, they think about what, what will happen if they take that action in the bigger picture. And when they see that so many things could go wrong if they took that action and <clears throat> so many people will be, you know, coming into conflict with each other or being upset or depressed or sad about their actions. They often feel that, oh, you know, it's just better to avoid taking this action. (laughs) And sometimes that action is expressing how they really feel or what they really think and saying it as it is. And because they're not saying things doesn't mean that they're trying to please you or please others around them. The reason why they're not saying or doing something is simply because they want to avoid conflict And most often I see and I work with um, clients or athletes who are just so amazing, they're so experienced, they're so good and naturally talented, and they're often told that, you know, you're so good at this sport or you're so good at this thing, why do you want to quit or why do you want to leave, why do you want to retire? And I was told the same thing in judo. But really and truly, you need to do things because they make you happy and not because you're naturally good at them. And most often, you're not even that naturally good at it. You just train a lot more, and you give a lot more. So you might be just as talented as anybody else, but people do think you're naturally talented, you know, because they don't actually see how much internal effort you're putting into your things. And um, this often leads to people who are high, who have high functioning anxiety and depression because they're functioning really well and you will often see this you know among people who are in very high position in corporate culture who are doing really well in their careers and are great leaders you know but really and truly what it takes to be in that position only they know that you know and as often as you think that oh they get pay- they get paid such a good salary and they're doing so well um it might not always be that their internal life or their emotional and mental life is as good as you see it is because they come in a professional environment, very professionally taking responsibility for everything in their lives. So when you do, when someone does talk to you, and especially if you see them in this high regard of, oh, this person is so perfect, they've got everything, you know, their life is so amazing, it's so effortless for them to achieve these things. When you see these people and when they come and talk to you and tell you something, simply listen. Because for me, when I was a judo athlete, I had a couple of friends, you know, who I could always go and talk to. And they were always there to listen. And they were my friends, you know, when I was not a big champion, not a big player. And they they were they treated me the same way after I became a champion or, you know, was a overhyped athlete. So you need to really listen to those people. And Firstly, you shouldn't see those people as, you know, people who've achieved great things. (laughs) Even though you know that they've done certain things, um, you need to understand that you've done equally the same amount and we are all equals, you know, we are not, we are all human beings and we all have feel emotions and we all have these mental and emotional experiences that are difficult to describe, And just because somebody has more money or lives in a bigger house or, you know, has a better job or seems really, you know, um, motivated and influential on the outside, doesn't mean that they don't have the same problems that you do, doesn't mean that they don't feel sadness in the same way that you do. Maybe they feel it even more intensely sometimes. So um, we are all equals. We all feel the same emotions. And, you know, we need to be aware as, you know, a community to make sure that our gifted people we are all gifted, really. Um, so we all have to treat each other as equals, but we need to understand that we don't evaluate people or you know, judge people based on what they've achieved, but based on who they are and their experiences and their emotional and mental experiences, the ones you can't see. And I would like to end this with a quote from Socrates. Um, and it goes like this, madness when inspired by gods can give man his greatest blessings love, poetry and philosophy itself and I thought this was beautiful because people who are high functioning and people who are always giving their 100% often are seen as people who are crazily passionate. Sometimes they're seen as crazy as misfits you know and that's when the greatest you know blessings of this planet come from, that's how they come in. So if you're afraid to do something that you think you know, will unleash your greatness upon this world, please go ahead and do it because that type of madness is what we need in the world today. So I hope you enjoyed this um, little chat that I'm having with you and I hope you have an amazing week ahead. Take care and goodbye.